Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special message, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. So we continue this morning in our great Bible stories, and today, although I think I mentioned to you, I think Wednesday night, that uh, many people are asking for Esther, and, uh, and we are going to cover Esther in the near future, and, uh, but uh, Samson, in, in my humble opinion, is probably the best follow-up to Gideon. As Samson, get your pen, get your pad. Lord, open our hearts in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Amen. Samson is a great follow-up to Gideon because they are both, got your pen? They're both stories of weakness and strength. Gideon thought he was weak, but was strong. Samson thought he was strong, but was weak. Gideon didn't believe that he could accomplish anything. Samson believed that he could accomplish everything. Gideon saw himself as inadequate. Samson saw himself as invincible. In either case, uh, we should avoid. I was thinking of this this morning. In both cases, the extremes of both, weakness and strength, should be avoided. You know, some people feel they are too humble, too weak to serve God. Some people are too strong to serve God. They depend on themselves. They look at their own strength. They look at what they are able to do and the gifts and the talents that they have. And I'm too strong. I need to be doing this, 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 and this. So either extremes, whether you feel that you are too weak or whether you feel that you're too strong, either one to the extremes are are not good. The place is in the balance. The place is in the middle to say, God, I'm weak enough to depend on you. And God, I'm strong enough to depend on you. Y'all must miss that. Am I right about it? So either one, not so good. Okay. So what comes to mind when you hear the name Samson? When I think of baby Samson, I think of Bam Bam. <laughs> Don't you? I, I, I love, where's my Bam Bam picture? Who's back there? I need my Bam Bam picture. I'm not going to go preach until I get my, Miss Mary, where's my Bam Bam? Would somebody please, would someone mind getting me a t-shirt like that? 
<laughs> thought of it this morning, actually. <laughs> and so when you think of grown-up Samson, you probably think of Hulk Hogan, or you think of Arnold Schwarzenegger, or, or me. Y'all need to stop laughing. That ain't right. Shireen, AJ, please, you and Shireen may leave. <laughs> no, stay where you are. And some people think, listen, of Samson and Delilah, right? Some think of Samson as a ladies' man. If you know your Bibles, listen, write this down. If you know your Bibles, you should think of Samson as a life that is tragic. You should think of Samson as a sad story because Samson was a man who was gifted and called and empowered by the Holy Spirit, but lived a life well below what he could have been if he'd allowed God to use his life. Now, when you think of Judges, I don't want you to think of Judges, the book of Judges. We, I don't want you to think of Judges like in Judge Judy, or Judges like in Judge Mathis, or, or Judges like uh, the one you stood before when you got arrested. <laughs> don't think of those Judges. Some of y'all are like, really, how'd you know? Old Testament judges, saints, weren't judicial judges. They were more like heroes. They were more like leaders. So don't think of judges in black robes. You might think of judges in the book of Judges more like in red capes with an S on their chests. The word judges in Hebrew means heroic leader or savior. These were men and women who were raised up by God and gifted as leaders in Israel. Now, the theme of the book of Judges in chapter 13, actually, I need to turn in myself. The theme of the book of Judges is in chapter 13. I want you just to look at verse one. Again, the children of Israel, what they do, saints, they did evil in the sight of the Lord and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines for 40 years. That's the theme. Were you with me last week? I told you that in the book of Judges, there are seven cycles of sin, the people would de be devoted to God, and they all start with D. The people would be devoted to God, and then they would delve into sin, and then God would punish them, and they are defeated, and they would deplore their situation, and then they would cry out to God, and God would send them a judge, a hero, a deliverer, and when the deliverer dies, the cycle repeats itself. Samson is the 12th judge in Israel's history. Found in Judges chapter 13, 14, and 15. Judges chapter 13, saints, let's get to it. We're going to read a little bit, quite honestly, from each chapter and put this whole story and this whole life together. Judges chapter 13, and we are picking up in verse 1. Judges 13 and verse 1, if you're looking at verse 1, say amen. Again, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines, for 40 years. Now there was a certain man from Zorah of the family of the Danites whose name was Manoah and his wife, she was barren and she had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to her in verse three to the woman and said to her, indeed you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Now therefore, please take not, please be careful not to take drink, wine, or similar drink, 
and not to eat anything unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. No razor shall come upon his head for the child shall be what saints a Nazarite from God to God from the wound. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. Stop right there. Give me your attention. Samson's mom was barren and the angel of the Lord appeared and he told her that she was going to give birth to a son. Sound familiar? He said the boy will live a life as a Nazarite. The word Nazarite means consecrated, devoted, or separated. The Nazarite was to be separated in three areas. Number one, the Nazarite was to avoid cutting any hair. Number two, they were to avoid touching any dead animals. Anything dead, as a matter of fact, dead bodies, dead animals, carcasses of any kind, they were to avoid that. And then finally, the Nazarite was to avoid wine or strong drink. So no ABC liquor stores. Say amen. Samson will be a Nazarite from the time he is born until the day that he dies. Let's go to chapter 14 and we're looking at verse 1. Chapter 14 in verse 1. If you're looking at verse 1, say, I'm looking at it. Samson went down to Timnah and he saw a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. And so he went up. And he told his father and his mother, saying, I have seen a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, he said to his mom and dad, go get her for me as a wife. And then his father and his mother said to him, is there no woman among the daughters of your brethren or among all, all my people that you must go and get a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said to his father, get her for me, for she pleases me well. But his father and mother did not know that it was the Lord of the Lord that he was seeking an occasion to move against the Philistines. For at that time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. Saints, stop right there. Give me your attention. Samson went down to Timnah and he saw a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. Samson, a.k.a. muscle man, a.k.a. ladies man. Samson was a he man with a she weakness. Three words sum up his life. Please look at it. Samson went down. Samson went down. Three words sums up his life. Verse one. Samson, notice, went down to where? Timnah. He saw a woman. Samson told his parents, I've seen a woman, get her for me. It's very telling, saints. Think about this. The first words that are recorded in the Bible out of Samson's mouth isn't mama or dada. It's, I saw a woman, get her for me. That is very telling of the whole life and story of Samson. We'll get to it. Some say that this is love at first sight. I say it's more like lust at first sight. Verse 3, Samson's parents said, sweetie, can't you find a nice girl around here? Mom is probably, she probably said, Sammy, maybe you could find a woman 
who is not a Philistine, a woman whose people are not trying to kill us. Could we do that? Samson, he's a real class act, didn't he? He sounds like a caveman, doesn't he? Me like, me want. Look at chapter 14 and verse 12. Look at chapter 14, verse 12. Samson was the funny guy. And we're just going to peruse some verses and read other verses, okay? Samson was the funny guy, and he liked to tell riddles. Samson is at a pagan Philistine party, plenty of booze. Remember, he's not supposed to be around what? Alcohol. He says, let's play a game. Guess my riddle. If you guess, I'll give you 30 changes of clothes. And if you can't guess, you give me 30 changes of clothes. And they said, go for it. Nobody could solve the riddle. Just kind of peruse right around verse 12 through 13, 14, 15. Nobody could solve the riddle. The seventh day, they said, Miss Samson, can you entice your husband for the answer? For seven days, she cried and she said, you don't love me. You know, women always pull that one, don't they? Don't they, fellas? They want, you don't love me. If you love me, no new thing under the sun. She said, Samson, you don't love me. Give me the answer. The Bible tells us, look there in chapter uh, 14. The Bible tells us right about, uh, look at 15 through 18 through 17. The Bible tells us. That for seven days, she's nagging and whining and crying. And finally, he gave in and he told her and she told them. And Samson got angry. Will you look at verse 18? Look at verse 18. So the men of the city said to him on the seventh day before the sun went down, because they had the answer. Here's the answer. What is sweeter than honey and what is stronger than a lion? And he said to them, this has got to be one of the funniest verses in the Old Testament. He said to them, if you had not plowed my heifer, you wouldn't have gotten the answer. I'm going to leave you to think of that one yourself. I'm not going to even go there. Sweetie, pray for me. I'm not going there. And then he left and he probably divorced her. Now, Judges chapter 15, let me tell you quickly, Samson is in full blown reckless mode. In the time of the wheat harvest, the Bible tells us he killed 300 foxes and ties their tails together and sets them on fire, Judges 15 peruse. The foxes are going nuts, running wild, setting more wheat on fire. They burn grains and vineyards and olive groves. Essentially, the economic base of the entire nation of the Philistines has been affected and they retaliate. And notice in verse 6 of chapter 15, they set his wife on fire. Every time, the Philistines every time the Philistines retaliate, Samson does something even worse. Brings us to verse 9 of chapter 15. In verse 9 of chapter 15, now the Philistines went up and encamped in Judah and deployed themselves against Lehi. And the men of Judah said, why have you come up against us? So they answered, we have come up to arrest Samson to do to him as he has done to us. And then 3,000 men of Judah went down to the cleft of the rock of Etam and said to Samson, do you not know that the Philistines rule over us? What is this that you have done to us? And he said to them, as they did to me, so I've done to them. 
But they said to him in verse 12, are you looking at it? We have come down to arrest you that we may deliver you into the hand of the Philistines. And then Samson said to them, swear to me that you will not kill me yourselves. And so they spoke to him saying, no, but we will tie you securely and deliver you into the hands of the Philistines and we will surely not kill you. And they bound him with two new ropes and they brought him up from the rock. Now, when the Philistines came to Lehi, the Philistines, or probably when he came to Lehi, the Philistines came shouting against him. And then the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon Samson and the ropes that were on his arms became like flax that is burned with fire and his bonds broke from his hands. He found a fresh jawbone of a donkey, reached down, out, reached his hand out and took it and he killed a thousand men with it. And then Samson said, with the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of a donkey, I have slain a thousand men. Saints, stop right there. So Samson, listen, he is public enemy number one. The Philistines demand that Judah bring Samson and turn him over to them. I told you last week that the Jewish people, the people of Judah, the people of Israel, are not warriors, they are worshipers. So they are afraid of the brutal war machine, the Philistines. Judah sends 3,000 men to get Samson and hand him over to the Philistines. They arrested Samson, bound him in two new ropes and brought him to the Philistines. Now watch this, Bible students. This is the only time in Israel's history, the only time in the history of all of Israel that they assemble themselves together and capture one of their own men. This is the only time. Note, they are arresting the man that God raised up to deliver them. The Philistines have been fighting amongst themselves, or, or, or have them, pardon me, has Israel fighting amongst themselves. This is what they've done. As God's people, Christians, here it is. We can't find ourselves fighting against each other. We are not, listen to me at home, listen. We are not each other's enemy. We are not. We have to remember who the enemy is. The enemy, the Bible says, has come to rob, to kill, and destroy. But Christ has come to give us life. The enemy are those who would seek to divide and to conquer us. Are you listening to me? The enemy are those who would seek to prevail against the church, and they won't. Somebody say amen. The enemy are those who seek to get our minds off Jesus. That's the enemy. We're not each other's enemy. And I say that intentionally, purposely, because it seems like the church is that we're looking at each other like we're each other's enemy. You're not my enemy. Whether you have different beliefs or different uh, 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 politics, uh, I'm going to say it, different politics, we're not enemies. We are first brothers and sisters in Christ. Am I right about it? Mr. Salman, I don't think they heard me. Turn this mic up. I don't think y'all heard me. I don't think y'all heard me. We are brothers and sisters in Christ first. 
You are not black first. And you are not white first. I'm only talking to believers right now. And you're not white first, ma'am, sir. You're not white first, you're not black first, we're not Republican first and Democrat first and liberal first and I don't know what I am first. Christ first. Come on, clap those hands and say, that's right, Pastor Bobby. Huh? That's right. The enemy, the enemy, we're not each other's enemy. The Philistines have them fighting amongst themselves. The enemy are those who want to terrorize your wife and your children, your sons and your daughters. We need to be careful not to turn against our own people. We waste so much energy turning against ourselves. Well, in verses 14 through 20, in verses 14 through 20, they're bringing, just kind of peruse with me, they're bringing Samson to the Philistines and the spirit of the Lord comes upon him and he snaps the ropes off like string. Keep in mind, the Philistines have the most sophisticated weapons of war. And in verse 15, 16, we just read it. If you're still with me, y'all say amen. Samson looks around. He picks up the jawbone of a donkey. He kills a thousand Philistines and the rest of them run off, which I do not blame them for running off. A guy who kills a thousand men with the jawbone of a donkey should be feared. And then in verse 17, go ahead and look at Judges 15, 17. Samson named the place Ramath Lehi or Jawbone Heights, which sounds like an exclusive subdivision, doesn't it? And that's not like a planned community. And I thought of... I thought of this. I thought of this. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Well, Judges chapter 16. Here we go. Judges chapter 16. We're looking at verse one. Judges 16, looking at verse one. If you're looking at verse one, say amen. Now, Samson went to Gaza and he saw a harlot there and he went into her. And when the Gazites were told Samson has come here. They surrounded the place and lay in wait for him all night at the gate of the city. And they were quiet all night, saying, In the morning, when it is daylight, we will kill him. And Samson, in verse 3, lay low till midnight. And then he arose at midnight. He took hold of the doors of the gate of the city and two gate, gate posts. He pulled them up, bars and all put them on his shoulders and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. Now afterward, in verse 4, it happened that he loved a woman in the valley of Zorek, and her name was Husaynes. And the lords of the Philistines came to Delilah and said to her, entice your husband, entice Samson, and find out where his great strength lies, and by what means we may overpower him that we may bind him to afflict him and every one of us will give you 1100 pieces of silver and so Delilah said to Samson please tell me where you get your great strength where your strength lies and with what you may be bound to afflict you and Samson said to her if they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings not yet dried then I shall become weak and be like any other man 
And so the lords of the Philistines brought up to her in verse eight, seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dried, and she bound them to him. Now men were lying in wait, staying with her in the room. And she said to him, the Philistines are upon us, Samson. But he broke the bowstrings as a strand of yarn breaks when it touches fire. And so the secret of his strength was not known. And then Delilah said to Samson in verse 10, look, you have mocked me and you told me lies. Now, please tell me what you what may bound you, what I may bound you with. And he said to her, if they bind me securely with new ropes that they have never been used, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. Therefore, Delilah took new ropes and bound him with them and said to him, the Philistines are upon us, Samson. And the men were lying in wait, staying in the room, but he broke them off his arms like a thread. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.